make it a point to not have to live in your own head. Living in your own head, all of those self-doubts are going to come to the surface. And all of that questioning of, is this really the right decision? And why isn't anything happening? And what do I do next? From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a long career as an employed professional. Today on episode 126 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with SCORE mentor Karen Gershowitz. Self-doubt is one of the biggest roadblocks to being a successful consultant. In this episode, Karen and I discuss how to get away from questioning yourself and spend your time taking action that will build your consulting business. If you've ever found yourself wondering if you've made a wrong decision or agonizing over what to do next, you'll want to listen to our conversation. Stay with us to hear all the details. Having the right mindset and supportive help are critical for you to build a successful business. Inside the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll find a range of tools and resources to support your business, access to experts, answers to your burning questions, and the camaraderie of supportive collaborative colleagues. Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms, doing what you love and getting paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com slash community. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash community. Now let's welcome Karen Gershowitz. Karen started her career as a marketing researcher at American Express and Emory Worldwide. She was then a partner at BAI Global, a marketing consulting and research firm. In 1991, Karen founded Strategic Action Incorporated, a marketing strategy consultancy working with fintech, performing arts, and other not-for-profit institutions. Since 2017, Karen has been a mentor at SCORE NYC. Her clientele are mainly individuals looking to start or grow a consulting business. Karen teaches three webinars on consulting for SCORE. She's also the author of Travel Mania Stories of Wanderlust. Karen, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's delightful to be talking with you. Yes, yeah, great to have you on. So you have a really, you have a fascinating career, and I'd love to hear first how you got involved with SCORE. Well, I was about to retire. Um, I planned at the end of 2019 to end my consulting practice. And about 2017, I decided, being a strategic planner, I better start thinking about what I'm going to do after I retire, because I need to be engaged and I need to be busy. And I tried a few things and SCORE really was the right place for me to be. It's a fabulous organization that really helps entrepreneurs, people who are starting businesses, have businesses, and really need advice. And we've got a group of incredibly talented mentors and incredibly experienced mentors who help entrepreneurs free one-on-one sessions as well as all kinds of other services. So it's it's a great place and I absolutely, absolutely love working with them. I um, can't say nicer things about SCORE. My, my experiences with SCORE have also been very positive. The mutual colleague who connected us, Jerry Weinstein, who was a guest, um, I actually just looked up his episode. He was a guest five years ago on Smashing the Plateau, which in, in podcasting, 
is a long time. Yeah. And we've stayed in touch. He invited me to come help lead a, a session at one of his uh, roundtable events for right. SCORE, which was uh, a very, personally, a very rewarding experience. And I, you know, got to connect with the people in the room as well. So, so yeah, SCORE does a great job. Had you heard about SCORE before you were thinking about retiring? Absolutely not. We are trying not to be the best secret in New York City. We're actually the best secret in the United States because we're all over the country. But no, we we have a, a very low profile, despite the fact that we help thousands upon thousands of people. And we're, we're trying to get our name out there. A lot of people don't realize that it's part of the Small Business Administration or affiliated with it. And that we started because they were giving out loans and realized that people really needed help. But it's taken off. And I think we've been, it's like 57 years. It's a long time that SCORE has been operating. And uh, yeah, no, I hadn't heard of it, but it's, we're trying to get our name out there. Well, you, you must have a few marketing people on your team who could help with that. Oh, they're trying. We're, we're, we're doing it, but it's all volunteer. So, you know, we're growing, though. I mean, in the five years that I've been affiliated with it, we've grown in terms of the numbers of mentors, the services that we offer. And, of course, now that we can do everything virtually, we're getting people from all over the country because we've got some really incredible expertise within New York City. Oh, so so the New York City chapter is getting more exposure outside of New York City. Yes. So is that going to change the whole nature of the way SCORE works? I don't think so. I think we're pretty much, you know, it's organized in a particular way and there are different chapters in different cities all across the country. But it means that if you want someone who's got very specialized expertise, you can literally go anywhere in the country to find the person who's got the expertise you need. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the structure of SCORE and how it works, how it works, who it helps. So that um, for listeners who may not know anything about SCORE, if this is the first time they're hearing about SCORE, they'll know what it is and, and where to start looking for uh, for resources. Well, if you're in New York City, go to scorenyc.org. And if you are in anywhere else in the country, just go to score.org. And there will be a place for Find the Mentor. And that's the primary service that we offer, which is one-on-one counseling. But there are also tons of webinars. There are libraries of information, templates for things. And then there are more specialized services. You mentioned, Jerry, in the roundtables. Those are for established businesses where it's a peer-to-peer communication. And they meet for a series of sessions. I'm think it's eight or 10, and then you can renew. And you're talking with your peers about things that you're dealing with in your business. There's another service for more established businesses where they can have a team of experts. It's an advisory service where you have almost a board of experts helping you to to work on your business and deal with issues that you're facing. But the primary service is one-on-one counseling. Now I'd like to do a deeper dive on your specialty because that's um, why I was so excited to have you on the show today, which is consulting, right? Consulting businesses. That's it. And in particular, you know, in our audience, many folks have had a long and rich and uh, rewarding and successful career as a high achieving professional 
in some kind of organization, whether it's in uh, you know large corporate businesses or smaller organizations, the not-for-profit sector. So they come from all all different sectors, but the, what they have in common is many years of experience. They're really good at what they do. They reach a point in their career where either they've been pushed out for reasons that generally have little to do with personal performance, or they decide, you know, I've had enough of the corporate culture. I've had enough of other people telling me what to do. I'm good at what I do. I know who I want to serve. I'm going to do it on my own. I know lots of people make it as consultants. I'll be a consultant. And some people have thriving consulting businesses right out of the gate. I have come across some of those. I would say most of the people that I interact with have, um, they encounter some bumps in the road, shall we say. And oh, yeah. right, one of the things they learn is that there's a lot that they didn't realize that they don't know. And if you've never run a business before, it could be a very steep learning curve. Oh, absolutely. And and you're absolutely right about the diversity of the kinds of people. I sometimes laugh because people will come to me, they've got PhDs, they've been, you know, executive vice presidents, they've been, you know, their attorneys, absolutely everything. And then they realize they don't have a clue how to be a consultant, that it is a different set of skills. I always talk about consulting as being a knowledge-based business. That's what you're doing. You are being hired because you have specialized knowledge. But getting clients is, is torture for a lot of people. Even describing what they do is torture for some people. Not surprisingly, because they've done a lot of things in their careers. But you can't be a jack of all trades when you're a consultant. You have to think about what exactly am I doing? Who am I doing it for? Is there an underserved niche? Is there a niche where I am going to have special appeal? Or do I have a really fabulous network for a specific group of people who would be interested in my services? But all of the pieces of running a business, time management is very different when you're a consultant. One of the things that I'm constantly saying to people is, I don't care how busy you are with what you're doing, you better be marketing. Because if you don't, you're going to get to the end of a project and hit a cliff, which is you haven't been out there, the project ends, and suddenly you have no work at all. And getting people to do that, you'd think would be not a difficult thing to do. It's very difficult because people really become absorbed. And if you've been in a corporate job, that's your focus is get the work done. And you just can't do that. And there's a lot of, of just writing a proposal that is an effective proposal that does two very different things. And people always think about one, which is I want to get a signed contract. I want to be selling, but they don't understand that a contract also has to protect them. And that if they don't have a contract that very clearly specifies what is and is not part of it and what the client's obligations are and what the time frame is and a slew of other things, they can get killed. I mean, it becomes a real problem for people if they have not protected themselves in the initial proposal in the contract. And that's just a couple of things off the top of my head, but there are dozens and dozens of things, 
you know, that people really don't know how to do when they first start. And it's not surprising because if you've been in a corporate job, you just would never have exposure to any of this and had a price. Had a price is another one that people absolutely do not understand. And and I've seen so many people underprice their services. I'd say 90% of the people that I work with, and it doesn't matter what they were doing prior to, to trying to become a consultant, they're underpricing their services. So you've just rattled off a long laundry <laughs> list of... Uh of potential obstacles. What are some of the things that make it easy for a consultant to, to build a business that they're going to be happy with and that's going to make, make enough money? Well, the very first thing is to figure out, you know, the, the infamous elevator pitch. And I always say to everyone, until you, you can, can nail an elevator pitch, which I define as, what do you do? Who do you do it for? Why should I believe as a client, a potential client, that you can do what you say you're going to do? Which means not a bio, but give me the expertise that's really germane to what it is that you're doing. And then what separates you from everyone else? What makes you unique? You know, it's the, the marketing acronym, you know, with them, what's in it for me? If you can't talk about what's in it for the client, they're not going to figure it out on their own. But once you've got that elevator pitch down and you really understand the what you're doing, who you're doing it for, and what sets you apart, then you have a roadmap to set up your business and be doing something that you want to do with the right people if you've done it correctly. And it's an incredibly powerful tool that people kind of go, you know, not all that important, but it is. And once you've got that piece of it, then you start working on where do I find these people? What's the message that I want to communicate to them? How do I price when I'm going to my services? What exactly are those services? You know, if it's a pure consultancy, sometimes that's difficult to say because it's one-off, but often it's not. You know, do you want to have something that's a hybrid consultancy where you, for example, teach and put out a series of webinars that you charge for in addition to doing individual consulting? So there's a lot of ways that you can set up a business. I've had some people who have been wildly successful since I started mentoring and the ones who are the most successful are the ones who, first of all, differentiate themselves and understand how to differentiate themselves, have the right personality, because it is consultancy is not just what you know, but how well you communicate it and how well clients like you. Because a lot of people out there doing, no matter what it is that you do, a lot of people are going to be doing it. And so clients have to like working with you which means being flexible, being able to understand when they're under pressure and responding quickly to things when you need to, you know, really being a partner to them in being a consultant as opposed to being separate and apart. I always described what I did as partnership with my clients. And I had clients for 25 years. They would move from job to job. And every time they moved to a new job, I got a new client. Plus, I had learned you make friends and you get to know everybody in the company that they're working in so that when they leave, you now have two clients because you've re retained the one that they left and you have a new client wherever they've gone to. After about my first, 
oh, I would say five or six years, I did very little selling because I had very loyal clients who kept moving me into new companies. And the beginning is tough. The beginning is very, very tough. But once you're established, it's not, it's actually not difficult, surprisingly not difficult. So let, let's talk a little bit about something you just touched on, which is how to develop relationships that turn into recurring business. Because I know many consultants whose business is very transactional. They have to keep bringing new people in the pipeline. Otherwise, business will dry up because it's very project-based and it doesn't last very long. Or they spend, you know, one, one example I can think of is a consultant that makes a lot of money from paid speaking. Mm-hmm. And companies don't want to bring the same person back for for the same topic, other than once every few years. Sure, right. So, to, you know, again, that that's very transactional. But what you've touched on sounds like something where you're developing a deep relationship. You are making the client's life easier. Absolutely, they're becoming dependent on you for good reason. You're providing value. It's not that you're selling stuff that's that's fluff. You're selling stuff that's that's really helpful. But you're doing it in a model where it's a long-term relationship. Correct. Can you talk a little bit about those kinds of business models? Yeah, and and I can also talk about the other one where it's transactional because there's, in either case, it's almost the same thing, which is unless you're working with other people who are individuals, in which case you do have to keep finding new people. But even then, everybody has a network. And if they really trust you and you've developed a relationship, it is not difficult to say to them, look, you know, is there someone else who I could speak with? You know, could I use your name to introduce myself? And if you've set up a good relationship with people, they are happy to do it. I think sometimes people forget how important that relationship building aspect is. It's not just the work. And you're right. The work has to be there. You have to be providing value. It can't just be fluff. But beyond that, you need to get to know the client extraordinarily well so that you understand context for things. You understand why they're asking you to do something at a particular time as opposed to just doing it. You need to understand what the corporate structure is or the company structure is. Who else is involved in the decision-making? Who else is going to be involved using whatever it is that you're doing? And you want to get to know those people so that you start to build a network in whatever organization it is, as opposed to having, even if it's a single person who hired you, you get to know the other people who are in the company. Right. So having good political radar is really critical. Having good political radar is is really important. There are people who hate politics, and it's a lot easier being on the outside doing what I'm describing rather than being on the inside because people don't take it as a threat. You are never a threat to anyone because you're an outsider. And I've been in corporations, you know, and I know exactly what the inside is like, which is one of the reasons reasons I left, to be really honest. But it's a lot easier. And once you've developed that network within a company, and once you've developed a really good relationship, you can ask a lot of people if you do it subtly. You know, you don't want to beat them over the head with it, but you do want to say to them, you know, I'm looking around for new clients. 
And is there anyone, you know, is there anyone that you can suggest? And people are surprisingly good about that. And then within a company, you know, unless you are doing the same thing over and over again, like speaking, but even with speaking, it's entirely possible that there's a different division within the company that also uses speakers. Or there's a different, sometimes <laughs> I've done a lot of speaking in front of groups and I've had women's groups within a company say to me, would you do a, a talk for us? Now that's not the company and they paid me. There's always other places within the organization that you might be able to, to attract. And if you have done really good work and developed those relationships, you'd be surprised at how often either they just show up, you get a call, a random call. Would you, you know, do such and such, or are you available to do such and such? I've now been retired for two years. I'm still getting calls. And a lot of them are from people I don't know because they've heard my name. And, you know, you set up that kind of relationship and it doesn't disappear. It astounds me sometimes that it doesn't disappear, but it doesn't. Karen, what are consultants uniquely positioned to do that employees cannot do? I mean, you sort of alluded to it with regard to the politics. I'm brought in typically, I, I do strategic planning and business problem solving with people. And I can get a group of people in a room that are of different levels and I can talk to all of them objectively and I can question all of them. And if you are a more junior person to a more senior person, it is very difficult to question them and say, gee, in my experience, that isn't always the case. And that's a very powerful thing to be able to do as an outsider. The other thing that you can do that is, is very different is you bring in an objective opinion. You don't know everything that's going on in a company, no matter how well you know the company. And I speak my mind. It's one of the reasons that people work with me, because I say what I think. And I have a lot of experience. And, you know, I, I've done a lot of work in the industries that I work in. And so I'm coming with a different perspective. It's very, one of my former colleagues used to talk about, if you're in a company it's like swimming in a fishbowl. That's the world you know. I am out in a different world seeing 10 different fishbowls. And they're doing things different in the other fishbowls. And I can bring some of that knowledge and some of their, the ideas without plagiarizing them, without stealing ideas. But I can suggest that they think differently about things because I have a much wider perspective than they do. And as a consultant, that's a real positive. That's a, that's a real benefit to clients. So I'd say the two big things are you can be, well, three things. You can be objective. You can question and have different levels um, within an organization and talk and really challenge people at all levels. And you're bringing in a very different perspective because you have a much wider view than you do if you're in that fishbowl. That makes a lot of sense. I have one last question before we wrap up, which is a very kind of sort of a, a scenario question. Let's say 53 years old, I've been in the corporate world, you know, whether it's, you know, a public corporation, private sector, not-for-profit, whatever, but I've been in 
an employee in an organizational setting for, let's say, close to 30 years. And there have been some changes that have gone on that have not, nothing to do with me personally, but I unexpectedly just got pushed out. And while I was doing well and earning good money and living a nice, nice life, I was kind of getting tired of being in the fishbowl and the rat race and dealing with the internal politics and not having as much control as I want over what I do, when I do it, how I do it. So I've decided I'm going to look at this as an opportunity. I am going to make, I'm going to open up my own consulting business and I'm going to make it work. And I've been at it for a few months and business is very slow. It's not working out the way I expected. My social network has disappeared because all the people that I used to see all the time, whether it was, you know, pre-COVID and I saw them in person or whether it was, right. you know, during COVID and I would see them online, they've kind of disappeared. People are not reaching out to me. My spouse tells me, when are you going to get off the you-know-what and start earning some money? The bills keep coming and I'm scared. And I would really like to make it as a consultant. I think I can, but how do I, how do I put together the focus, discipline, perseverance, and what can I tell myself to convince me to keep at this and not go and look for a job? Well, that was the most wonderful lead-in for my promoting score. Um, <laughs> the first thing is go get a mentor. It will help. And it does not need to be somebody who's a consultant, but you do need a mentor. There are lots and lots of people who make it. It takes, I was told when I first started, and I had a good network because I'd already been consulting in a firm, that even with that, it would take six to 12 months before I was earning the same amount of money. And they were almost exactly right. And I had a non-compete, so I had to go find new clients. So it's the same thing as somebody going out there for the first time, you know, having to to find clients. I wish I had known about SCORE then. I really do. It would have made a huge difference to, to how fast and how well and not having to learn a lot of things the hard way. It is absolutely doable. If you have the knowledge base, you can learn many of the other things, but talk to someone. Go to SCORE. Make it a point to not have to live in your own head Living in your own head, all of those self-doubts are going to come to the surface. And all of those, that questioning of, is this really the right decision? And why isn't anything happening? And what do I do next? I've seen people spend months working on a website. And a website is the last thing that's important. And they just don't understand that. Websites are important for a consultant only in that they are validation. It's not how people find you. You'd be better off doing a really great LinkedIn profile, doing some things on LinkedIn, getting out there and talking, going to networking events, doing all kinds of other things. But they've spent three months perfecting a website. Understanding what the priorities are in making a business work and getting a consultancy off the ground will help you hugely. And a pretty website is not one of them. You know, hate to say it, but it's true. Getting advice, getting, building a network. When I first started, I knew of some other consultants who were in my field and we had a once a month lunch and we didn't talk about our clients, but we talked about issues we were having. And it was one of the best things that I did for myself because I had a support group and any kind of support you can get 
so that you are not out there by yourself. Being a consultant until you are really established is very lonely. And all your worst demons will be there saying things that you don't want them to say. So I encourage you to build yourself a network, go get a mentor, do whatever you need to do so that you are not out there on your own with all those demons. So does that help? (laughs) Well said. So Karen, if somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed, access any of the SCORE resources or get in touch with you, where would be the place for them to go? Okay. To go to SCORE, if you're in the New York area, it's scorenyc.org. And the website is very robust and you can request a mentor through it and you can get a listing of all the webinars that are happening and you can find out about the roundtables and the advisory board and all of the other services that the SCORE offers. If you're not in the New York area, go to SCORE.org and SCORE has loads of information and also has a place to get a, a local mentor. If you want to get in touch with me, I am Karen.Gershowitz at scorevolunteer.org, and I will respond. And I think that about if one of those three will work. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Karen, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Going Solo and sharing your insights and your your vast array of experiences. My guest today has been SCORE mentor Karen Gershowitz. Thank you again, Karen, for joining us. Thank you for having me. And I hope everybody has great success. When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Having the right mindset and supportive help are critical for you to build a successful consulting business. Inside the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll find a range of tools and resources to support your business, access to experts, answers to your burning questions, and the camaraderie of supportive, collaborative colleagues. Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms, doing what you love and getting paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com slash community. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash community. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.